Seahawks fans wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers here again after a tough loss against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we are two and five. Uh, the last three games we have lost um, and had our chances to win, and we just didn't take care of it uh, down the stretch. And so here we are, Keith. What's, defense, your mood, what's your mood like? The defense has improved. Seemingly. Last two, three, three games facing um, lesser offenses. True, but New Orleans is a better offense than the Steelers, and they played better against New Orleans than they did the Steelers. Um, but so their the defense is improving slightly, but the offense is a dumpster fire. <laughs> Yeah. regressing you're being really nice it's an absolute dumpster fire well they, it's they had better one, with russell wilson i mean you have to they admit had an, they had an 84 yard completion to dk metcalf on the fifth play of the game where he which accounted for nearly half of their total offense which he yeah he knocked the guy down and then outrun ran everyone to the end zone and that was half of, that one play was half of their offense and they never they never got near the end zone again they tried three long field goals like in three long field goals in terrible conditions and got one of them. That's it. That's the rest of the offense for the entire game. The offense is an absolute dumpster fire. Not just, uh, I mean, Geno Smith has been playing genuinely terribly, but uh, the offensive line, especially Kyle Fuller is, is, is there's nothing, there's just nothing to work with. They're they're just they're They've just been bad. Um, Not having Lewis in there. You've got Fuller in there um it, it's Jones. just been yeah yeah i mean you're it's, seeing it's, some diminishing returns now on brown over at left tackle where he's allowing he allowed three four pressures in this game and a sack mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of been that way uh, yeah you know in the prior um, games as well so yeah i mean he's still good he's still really good but he's not he's not that pro bowl caliber guy anymore right. he's just above out he's above average he's good with no Um, real sure thing left on the roster to replace him next year and and lack of a top end draft pick it's it's pretty interesting times you know we're two and yeah go ahead i say you look at the offensive line in this last game and i thought jackson played well yeah yeah probably he was probably the best line yeah that's the end of the list um so they're bad up front they're worse at quarterback and the offense and they don't have as consistent running game because they're top running back is out and penny never materialized and so they're they're depending on collins and then a couple of young guys that can't really run between the tackles yet yeah um collins is playing pretty well i mean yeah Uh, he's given the effort that he can given the run blocking yeah and i thought that you know penny looked like he was getting his feet under him a little bit but they they just don't they don't trust him yet Right, he's just coming back. He's just healthy, and they don't trust him yet. So they, like, they went, they ran, what was it, five straight runs with Alex Collins and one. Yeah, drive I mean, and, they, and they don't, they don't trust him. They don't seem to trust. They don't our trust wide Gino. receivers anymore. They don't trust Geno. Smith. I don't think it's the wide receivers. I think they flat out don't trust Geno Smith. Right. Because well, uh, they, if you're 
if you're Shane Waldron, who are you going to trust? <laughs> you got to kind of go with what you've got. He's been in camp the whole time. He's been with the team for three years. The team trusts him. The team trusts him. The, I don't here's think they the do. thing about Geno Smith. He's not spectacular in any way, shape, or form. He doesn't do anything really well. He does things. What he does well, he does just solid. So game manager-wise, I think he's okay. Given the roster he's got to work with, I think he's okay. But he's not going to test you. And and given the conservative nature of the offense, we're not going to allow him to test anybody. Well, you've got and he's so he's not going to make best, a lot of mistakes. You've got he, two he's of the had, best had some deep turnovers threats. and stuff, but you've got two of the best deep threats in the entire NFL. Yeah, and, well, a, quarterback, you, and, you and a quarterback a, a backup, who can't throw the ball. You you have a backup quarterback on your roster who can't throw the ball. That's probably going to change in the offseason. I think that that has kind of. They sh- that should have showed up in practice. And, and given the, the idea that we had kind of a carousel of quarterbacks, especially this year and this offseason, go through the offense and have them stick with Gino, I think they probably would like to have somebody there to develop, but they haven't proven that. They haven't drafted a quarterback high. Um, and they shouldn't have long they've spent here. Well, yeah, okay. But then you get into a situation like this where you need three or four games from your backup and you can't get it. True. And then you're and in a real big hole. And now because of that, because you don't have a backup that can go at least get you 500 or maybe two out of three wins, top top end, two out of three wins. But, but man, that would be really awesome, right? So now that that hasn't happened, and clearly I think Russell Wilson could have gotten at least two these last two games, if not would, three of these last two games, games would have been okay. Have so been we agree on that. So, right, we'd have a completely different conversation if Geno Smith was able to execute down the stretch in these games. Let me give you some examples. After taking over against the Rams, he was intercepted on the first play uh, to Tyler Lockett. And they ended with a field goal like three yeah. plays later. He wasn't even close to locking the Steelers. Um, you know, he lost fumble. Yep. On, hit from behind, lost a fumble. And then uh, Pittsburgh set up for a chip shot win right mm-hmm. after that. And then we saw Monday night. He took over with a minute 56 left in the game. Um, he was over two, sacked twice. New Orleans took over on downs and ran out the clock. Okay. So. I know, I know, I know. There's a huge level of frustration. I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. Uh, The entire community of fans for the Seahawks is frustrated. There's a lot of blame going around. As to be expected when you're two and five. Yeah. Stuff's going to start to fall apart a little bit. So this team hasn't had a losing. They haven't had a losing season since uh, 2010. Okay. So, but my thing is, how do you? We need to kind of parse it a little bit and kind of really kind of figure it out because Pete Carroll's head's got a role. Of course, um, Ken Norton Jr. is gone. Uh, we need to trade Russell Wilson. I've seen Lockett on the, on the docket to be traded. Jamal Adams, of course, um, Bobby Wagner, uh, pretty much everybody that, that you could throw out there name wise is kind of getting tossed about as if this is just really easy peasy. Hey, We'll just get rid yeah. of all these guys. Well, it should, we'll get some draft picks next year. We'll start are, from scratch. And Russell are, Wilson's going to be all upset. in because we got a brand new coach. He's going to be 
Russell Wilson fans are upset, but that and doesn't make we them got rational. All these draft picks, and it's going to be amazing because we're going to start from scratch. It's like people don't realize no. how difficult that is. Let alone being able to trade all of your bad players. A, B, <laughs> draft picks don't mean anything. C, when you don't have a head coach, it's like premier and really rallies a team. I mean, it's a crapshoot, right? And then, it, you know, if your quarterback doesn't buy in, you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for me, I'm taking a little bit of a step back approach to kind of this whole discussion in a, in a sense in that I think a lot of things need to be addressed in the off season. And I think they will be. But right now, you know, Russell Wilson looks like he's going to miss another game. He's got a bye week and then possibly returns for that Green Bay game. That Green Bay game is a tough game. I know we might lose that game. Probably will. I can't. But what I'm winning it anyway. What I'm saying is that while technically it seems like the season's over, we still have we still have a shot. We still have a shot at a winning record. Um, we may or may not get in the playoffs. We might need help getting in the playoffs. Who knows? If I don't the, know that it necessarily get, matters in a for the in a Seahawks sense, to get though. into the playoffs. They would have to once after eight, the bye eight, week eight and two, right? Right. And then some help. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of help. Because we've lost against Minnesota and we've lost against New Orleans. Yeah. I get I get that, Keith. So what I'm saying is uh it might not matter. What I'm what, what I'm saying is it might not matter because we'd be a a, a sitting duck in the playoffs anyway. It it's mm-hmm. it's it would be a name only, just a kind of an achievement based on how we started and we kind of feel better at that point. But the reality is this offense and, and defense on the roster seems to be riddled with holes, insurmountable holes that we can't necessarily fix right now. Although we can talk about some trade deadline stuff if, if you want to kind of go down that route. But my, my attention, I think in this conversation, we don't really need to rehash this game against the saints. I think that the conversation is just bigger than that. What is your kind of roadmap tell you? What's kind of your instinct tell you as to how the next 12, what is it? 10 games plays out um, um, so for this. How's season. it? How's it? How's the, you know, uh, they should, they should win this week. Even if no matter who's playing at quarterback, it's Jacksonville and they're awful. Um, you know, then they have, they the looked buy. okay if, against Miami, but Miami looks awful too. Miami is terrible as well. So um, if you get, you get Russell Wilson back after that, you're, you're going, you're, what is it? Three and six um, at that point And three and five. Three and, okay, three and five at that point, but then you're going into Green Bay, and you know, so it'll be three and six, um, and needing to be undefeated from there to the end of the year to get into the playoffs. I agree. Um, and they're not going to they're not going to be able to do that. Um, they won't they won't be able to get past Arizona twice. They won't be able to. They probably so let's just you know, say they miss the playoffs, Keith. But let's say they get back to, back up to five hundred. It doesn't really matter. So what I'm saying is. They can get to 500. They can get in the playoffs. They could have a losing record for the first time in a while. I don't know that it necessarily matters. I think the offseason seems to be one of change coming. And so my question to you is, what level of change are we talking about? Are we talking about a small rebuild with the same head coach, same defensive coordinator, same offensive coordinator, same franchise okay. quarterback what are, let me with let, other what are pieces. you asking what are you asking okay, are you asking a, what i want light? or what will happen both okay because because those are very different things what let's i do would both let's do what let's i would do like what to you, see yeah what i would like to see is for this team to 
build around Russell Wilson. And that's going to mean not building around Pete Carroll. And so you build around Russell Wilson. You make the commitment to um, move on, get a coach, reorganize the team. You have one down year, you come back um, and you come back strong. That's what I want to see them do. What are they going to do? Pete Carroll won't be fired. Everyone keeps saying he should be and blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, I he agree. Has, he has been. If he wants the, to be here, Keith, I believe that he will be. He here. has been the rock of this organization for 12 years. They've had, they have um, missed the playoffs once the whole time he's been here. There have been, um, it's been a fantastic run. They're the second winningest team. And if Wilson hadn't got hurt, uh, and even with Wilson getting hurt, they may go on a run here in the second half. And in that case, they will have been the winningest team in the NFL since that point. Um, he's not going anywhere. No one. If there's he doesn't no one want that, to, but there's no okay, one in that organization that's gonna that's that's going to, going to send him. He has going to challenge. Well, there's there's a couple of equations here. Jody Allen, and we talk about that, and I it really pisses me off on um, on social media when she gets trashed that's just completely uncalled for and without merit. Um, I'll just say that right now. She's a strong woman. She's a self-made person. She did inherit a company and an organization. Yes. But before that, she is a completely qualified human being in this capacity. In addition to that, she kept the leadership staff on board. These guys know what they're doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's just set that aside for a minute. Um, There is a real question. And it could be for any owner. Are are you strong enough or willing enough to insert yourself as an owner to remove a coach who has this that is, sort of legacy? But this because that's situation. the only way that Pete goes because Pete is the president of football operations. He's yeah. ahead of every other person in the organization except for Vulcan. And now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL game to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restriction apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The, the situation isn't, oh, you're going to go remove a head coach. It is, okay, things are so bad that you're going to completely mm-hmm. remake 
the entire organization. I don't no 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 no. You just contradicted what you just said earlier. No, because that's you what said, removing Pete Carroll is. No, but you just said it kind of yourself. What do what would I like to see? And then you said, I want the organization to build around Russell Wilson to remove the coach. It's a one-year deal. And then we're back in it. You just said the whole thing needs to be completely torn down, starting with Pete, and it's just completely from scratch. So clarify that for me. What I'm saying is what I would like to see is Pete Carroll has been great for the organization. Um, I think he needs to be done coaching. He is the president of football operations. He needs to go be the president of football operations and hire a hire a new coach. Someone not of his coaching tree um, to come in, all new ideas, um, get a guy like um, uh, his Norton out the door um, and bring in new ideas. Like the same thing they did with Waldron and the offense because there, it's so easy to see that when Wilson was there and not Gino, the offense was significantly improved over what yeah i think you past. do need to give your roster an opportunity with a new coaching staff especially on the defensive side because i you look at the roster and on paper it looks pretty mm -hmm. decent like they they do need to fill in obviously yeah. on a so, con so let's just say four out of the 11 starters need to go most of those are in the defensive back field and and maybe off, off, in the re, offensive line yeah and maybe a linebacker and so if you just kind of micro rebuild on that with a new coach and a new defensive coordinator and then on the offensive side you're going to have to up re-up on the left tackle probably a center and maybe a long-term answer as at running back and add i don't know i don't know i don't know what's going on in the offense because we're still not utilizing tight ends we're still not running play action as much as we should given the success rate that we do have it's hard a lot to, of issues. It's hard to say that we're not we are or not doing anything because we have, we're watching Geno Smith out there. Yeah. Well, we knew we had some issues before, but maybe that wasn't long enough with Wilson in place to see the real Shane Waldron thing kind of come into fruition. I'll give you that much, but we can probably find out by the end of the year. Yeah. So um you're the, the, the difference. What you were saying is for Jody Allen to come in, insert herself and remove a head coach. She isn't, that's not what she would be doing. Discussions she, would have to be made on what she to would do not with Pete. Be, she would not be inserting herself to remove a head coach. She would be inserting herself to rebuild the entire organization top to bottom. Because that's, if, if Pete is not stepping aside and Jody Allen is coming in and asking for this, that's what's happening. Is Pete's gone. That means you don't have a president. Um, but anymore, you do have everyone underneath them. Yeah. You may have continuity with John Schneider sticking around. I don't know. He's under contract. I don't know who knows. Right. But that would be a piece a front office piece within the organization that you could theoretically build around. If you believed in the job that Schneider's doing, I know that there's question marks and so forth. I think every GM in the, in the league has cycles and they, they go through stuff. I, I do like John Schneider do you trust him running an organization do i i think yeah. i think um i i think i would like to see him get an opportunity to run an organization so have him pick a head coach yeah because i don't we haven't seen him run an organization we've seen him do his best to implement what pete carroll wants
Yeah, Keith, I think you're onto something right there. Um, Pete Carroll has final say over the roster. He has final say over everything. He has and trades say, and everything else. Yes, right. he has final say over whether Schneider has a job. He is Schneider's boss, not the other way around. Um, and he does his best to implement what Pete Carroll wants. And I would like to see what John Snyder wants. I mean, um, yeah, I'll have to kind of marinate that thought a little bit. You know, I think if you, if you pair John Schneider and Russell Wilson as two minds outside of the football field, of two guys that can come together and really kind of dictate terms. Maybe even you throw Bobby Wagner in there. I don't know where he's at. He's got a $20 million contract next year with a $3 million cap hit. He's definitely one of those guys you could get assets for. So that discussion is to be had. But say you got those three guys in a room, you could pick a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, if it's not Shane Walter and a, and a head coach. And that really kind of form the basis of the new vision with those three guys. What do you yeah. think about that? Uh, I think that would be a great step for the future. And Bobby kind of leaves his footprint and his legacy in in that sense. Yeah, I mean, if there, do you either need to at this point? You either need to trade Wagner and recoup an asset. Yeah, I think you can do on. that in the off season. So I think or, you play it out this year because you honor him. I don't think you trade him yeah. at the trade deadline. That's well, my personal opinion. It depends on what he wants. Because if he's like, this this year is going to be bad and I'm older, I want to give me well, a chance still to play certain, another Super he's Bowl. He's certainly still saying all the right things in news conferences and stuff. I know. I'm just saying, if, he, if behind the scenes that's what he's saying, he's like, you know what? If there's an opportunity, let's do this. Um, then what you do what it. if Russell because Wilson is saying that? What um, if Russell we, Wilson says, you know what? I, you know, I've been around the league a while. I've seen what good teams look like. This organization is kind of messed up. And I don't want to be around for what's going to need to happen in the next two or three years. Then you trade him. You can't trade him now. That would have to happen in the offseason because no one's get, you're not getting the, yeah. the the three first round picks plus mid-season. Yeah. Well, and Wilson's got a $37 million cap hit next year with a $26 million dead money spot. So we could actually save a little bit of money next year and mm -hmm. lose that contract in the future and get all the assets. The problem is no organization yeah. is going to be successful without a franchise quarterback. You can't win without a so quarterback. So it's much better to build around Wilson a proven commodity mm -hmm. in a situation that is tailored for him because we have not yet seen that yet. Is yeah. that is that your read? Yeah. I mean we've seen we've seen Wilson put in to um a terribly designed offense that didn't use his strengths with Schottenheimer. We saw him in a situation where they the offense was developed to be an outdated West Coast offense with Russell Wilson wrinkles um, with Daryl Bevel. And we've seen him this year play three games in an offense that's supposed to be tailored to him, but against the offensive good line defenses. against really good defenses when his offensive line sucks. Yeah. And yeah, 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 and yeah, 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 what, yeah, yeah. What have we seen? Yeah, exactly. And so, 
you know, my I I would definitely rebuild the offense and defensive lines. I mean, that's kind of where you're. I mean, Russell Wilson even said it. You know, came out. That's what this whole thing last year started with was the offensive line. I need better protection, etc. I believe him. Yeah. After seeing what we've seen this year as well, it's like he's right. Um, and that and would we, be a definitely a way forward. We both like Damian Lewis. Yes. Uh, but he was he he's hurt. Gabe Jackson's and, he, a, and, a, and know, we saw what happened around. without him. He the, the there it is a big yeah, drop. We off have from two him out of five guys. defensive linemen that we could move forward with, and everything yeah. else really needs to be completely redone. Yeah, the shells out of contract. Posick's gone next year. Fuller's gone. Fuller's, Brown's likely gone. Brown's on a three million dollar deal next year. He's gone. Okay, mm-hmm. well, he's gone. And so we're either going with Forsyth or we're finding something else. And like in free agency, we'll have a ton of money in free agency um, this year. Cap hit somewhere in the neighborhood of eighty something million dollars. Go out and get your French new franchise left tackle or whatever, and then build around that and Russell Wilson. And yeah. maybe get yourself a nice running back who can stay on the field. And um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you, what I what I would say with with all of this is, um, you're going to get to a point this season really quickly where this year just doesn't matter. And I would say you're at that point right now because they're not. This team, as it's built, is not going on that run to get into the playoffs and give themselves a shot. Yeah. Um, the offensive line's not good enough. The defense hasn't been good enough. And there's no signs at all that this defense has anything even closely resembling last season's resurgence in the last I mean, eight games. I mean, what they did against new Orleans was, was it's not too bad, good. but new Orleans is not a great offense. They're not, you know, they allowed almost 200 yards to Alvin Kamara. And most of it was on the, in the air and yeah. they knew it was coming and they couldn't stop it. Well, it wasn't that they did stop it. They waited too long to make that adjustment to stop it. But they stopped it, um, you know, near in the right at the end of the third quarter, all the way through the rest of the game. Um, they finally ma- they finally made the adjustment that they should have made around the end of the first quarter. Um, right. But Geno and, Smith is not a comeback quarterback. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's but, just the bottom but, line. But you know, but they they made that they they it was a half of a game too late on the adjustments on defense to stop Alvin Kamara. And they did. I mean, it's just, uh, but they say offense going into the game, Keith, name me another player on the new Orleans saints offense that you were going to key on. Oh, there wasn't any, that's what I mean. This is my, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like Norton, the results had just have never matched the talent on the roster. And these are the types of things. If you were going into this game, you were game planning around Alvin Kamara. Who else is there? And yet it wasn't until right at the end of the third quarter that they actually did anything to try and slow down Alvin Kamara. Yeah. There was no game plan to take away the only thing that New Orleans has that you need to focus on it's just that that's a mess so going going forward like this is what i what i started okay. with this is okay. um i think the season's over as far as meaningful uh meaningful games i don't they're they're not going on the run to get into the playoffs 
Um, they might go down the run to get up around 500, which would be great. It'd give the team, you know, some momentum going into next year, make Russell Wilson feel good about how well the team is playing. And it's like, yeah, you know, the beginning of the year he got hurt and whatever. That was unfortunate. It just dug him a hole and they couldn't get out of it. But they were still good, right? We, 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 we could have that narrative. Um, but I, they're not getting far enough for that for the, for the, it to be a meaningful end. So at what point, and I think it should be now, do you start trying to evaluate whether the guys you have are? Like, yeah, I, um, I think that we're, good, we're close. We're very close to that, if not for, this next foresight, week. But I tell you what, Keith, if we lose against Jacksonville, it's over yeah. for sure. What uh, I'm saying foresight, is I'm just not sure. Is a left tackle of the future? Is he a guy that we can count on next year? You know what? We have no idea. And honestly, no matter what they would say, um, you know, publicly, the Seahawks have no idea. They need to play him. And the only way that they play him is either if Brown gets hurt. Yeah, and they could go with the with the current kid as well on the other side. Yeah. I mean, uh, if Brown <laughs> gets don't hurt. Wanna, or, you don't want to play those guys. If I was Russell Wilson, that wouldn't make me very uncomfortable playing two rookies, but maybe one for sure, at least for like a quarter, you know, two, three drives. And then, yeah, they get, him some play- yeah. get him some playing time, get some film on him. Um, you know, it, well, we're going to talk about a lot of this you've if, got to, if, if it you've goes got further to- than what it, where it is right now. We're going to have lots of lots of time to talk about this sort of stuff because you, you say if it goes further than it is. Well, now. So if what we you're lose saying to Jacksonville, I tell you what: if we win against Jacksonville and we do it fairly handily, and we go into Green Bay and Russell Wilson somehow rallies the team or whatever, we're having a completely different conversation, Keith. We just are. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we I are. Know. I mean, it's, it's it gets a little hopeful, you know, because after that things start to get winnable in a, in a really? few different scenarios. Yeah. So after after the Green Bay game, they play Arizona. Yeah, so they, the things get winnable um, after the Green Bay game. <laughs> this is this is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's okay. it's a better it's an easier schedule than it is in the first half. I think the first half the first half of the season has been it's been a bunch of good teams. Like everyone was really down on. I think Indy. you could argue that we've played four out of the top 10 teams in the NFL right now. Well, everyone was really down on Indy, especially, you know, we beat them and then they yeah. lost a couple more. And I was like, ah, oh, look what they've been doing since. Yes, exactly. Winning. And the Titans have been doing great. Of course, LA's lost one game, you know, the 49ers yeah. were, were bad and they continue to be, um, <laughs> which is, I don't know. Hmm. It's almost like they have a quarterback problem. So, all right. So I think what we need to do is we need to just wrap this up because I think this is just a long drawn out conversation. I think this is a good start. I mean, I think we, you kind of have the idea that Pete Carroll is, is gone regardless of the outcome of this season in Mm -hmm. a, in a sense. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's true. I just think that that's probably a way forward though, that this team could remain somewhat competitive during some sort of, well, if he goes, the whole thing has to go because you're going to do a new scheme. You're going to have new players that fit the scheme, all that stuff. So it's, I mean, it's a big challenge, but the thing is you're like, it feels like Pete Carroll is going to be gone. And I don't agree with that. I think that, Pete Carroll is back next year. 
I think we have another year. Yeah, it is just it, depends, Keith, because, you know, Pete is 70. Carol, Does he want to go Carol through a substantial rebuild on a roster? Does he? he what if Russell Wilson that. doesn't buy into whatever it is? And then you're mandatory going into a rebuild because you've lost your franchise quarterback and you've got a whole bunch of draft picks and you're going young and you're just, it's just blown up. So, yeah, at that point, I can the see best, Pete Carroll retiring and, yes. and, and right. you know USC is looking for a coach, um, right? I, I, that there's a scenario, um, but Pete Carroll's not getting fired. Everyone needs to take a deep breath and say that out loud over and over again. Pete Carroll's not getting fired. It's not going to happen. And so. Everyone can be angry and frustrated, and that just that fact that him not getting fired can make you upset. But I'm telling you, Pete Carroll not getting fired. So, if that's what you're hoping for, if that's what you're, that's, if you're uh, saying, Keith, you're saying, no, I'm not to you. I'm talking you, to I'm talking to everybody. If you're hoping, if you, if you're your only hope in all of this, that you know this is a bad year and it's going to be enough to get Pete Carroll out of here. He's not getting fired. He if he's if Pete Carroll leaves after this year, it will be because he chose to go. And I'm sorry yes, if that is I upsetting. Agree. I agree with people. that completely, 100. percent So unless the wheels completely come off, we go two and fifteen, and Jody come and their group comes in and says, you know what, it's time. We're gonna go go ahead and just wipe the map and we're gonna start over. That that could happen. They maybe they're losing too many fans. You know, they look at the bottom line. They look at a lot of stuff. And they know in their heart of hearts that you what you said is completely true. And maybe they don't want to wait around for all that. And Pete to kind of try to figure it out. And Russell being all, you know, they, I think they'd rather have the franchise quarterback than a coach that's 70. I don't know. Maybe not. If they go 2-15, and 15, they won't have the franchise quarterback. I have a hard time believing that Russell Wilson wouldn't do what he did last year and say, please trade me. Well, if he comes back, dude, we're not we're not going two and fifteen. No, um, not at all. So, so anyway, okay. Thanks, thanks for that lovely conversation, Keith. Yeah. I enjoyed so much talking to you <laughs> about all of that. Oh, you know, you know it, the it, interesting it, thing, Keith, this is was we've been doing this. We talked about a winner. <laughs> we, you know, we've been doing this a while, right? And we've never yeah. had to talk about a losing team. You know, yeah, two thousand seventeen was. Eh, um, but yeah, this is going to be an interesting ride because there's all sorts of other things that we have not had to talk about that we may have to talk about now. And secretly, just between you and me and um, everyone that's listening, I'm not, <laughs> I don't mind having those conversations because I think that you and I are probably pretty decent at mm -hmm. navigating that. And everything yep. that kind of comes with that, uh, but we'll see when the when the time comes. We'll cross in that my, bridge. Eh? In my writing days, I can tell you that yes. um, it was an easier job, and I got way more reads and thus income when the Seahawks were bad. Because really, really interesting. Yeah, because people want to vent and give them an opportunity and vent with them because i was pissed too i mean that's one thing about being a, being a fan of a team that i'm that i'm uh was writing about is i would 
I was right there with them. The, the teams were bad and, you know, Mora and, oh God, it was pa- bad and painful and all of that. Um, but man, people just, that people wanted to, they, have an outlet. They, they had an out, they wanted an outlet and they had an appetite for um, something other than what they hear on the radio, which all the people are like, you know, they they kind of work for the for the the organization and even if they don't they depend on yes the organization for access to stuff so they're very right. positive and whatever and so having that opportunity to just whatever and so it i'm telling you like it, i'm saying that it's it's easier but it's less fun what's fun and I, we, you and i do this for fun what's fun is covering a winning team and talking about you know, can they make a run? How, yeah, how the, deep the can they go? Yeah. How do they, how do you match up? <laughs> you know, how do they match up against, you know, Green Bay and, and, and getting into the like, okay, so they're going to try and put this player on DK. How do you attack that? And, and, right. and on, on a winning team, that's fun. Yeah. It made, but, it, but talking about what weaknesses is just not. Yeah. And so it might drive you and I might gain a whole bunch of listeners as this team is bad. Um, but you and I will be having a lot less fun, and I would rather have fun. So, um, yeah. not that we don't not, not that we don't appreciate the people who are listening. So, sure. Thank you for listening. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, and follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at MW Seahawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook. Seahawksplaybook.com is the website. Find us on your favorite podcast app, uh, platform and apps, and YouTube. And make sure you subscribe. So, until next time, go Hawks. Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.